Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Wicked Fearless. Happy birthday to you. Today is officially the four-year anniversary of the Wicked Fearless podcast, the podcast formerly known as Mads Tad's Beyond the Bike for those of you who have been around since the beginning. And boy, has it been a ride. I really didn't plan on posting today or you know, putting out a podcast today. And then I saw the date and I was like, wait a minute, I think this is a special date. So I will just reiterate kind of what I put out in my email blast and some things this week and something that's kind of just been really in my brain. And I've been noodling on for quite some time now. I never in a million years thought that four years later, I would still be doing this. To be completely honest, I started the podcast in November, 2019. I didn't know what I was doing. I ordered like a $50 mic off of Amazon. I kind of knew how to work garage band from college and going to school for entertainment and music business. And I was like, I'll give it a go. And here we are flash forward four years later, showing up consistently every single week and interviewing countless people having like almost 200 episodes. Now, one of my goals was like, just get to 200. And I have to say that if I had not taken messy action, if I had had to have every step figured out before I started, if I had to just know everything and be an expert at everything and not give myself any leeway to mess up, to fail, to screw up, to miss a week here and there or whatever it was, then I never would have started. And more importantly, I never would have stayed consistent. And so I want to talk about this, this, notion of fear and how it dresses up. So I've kind of made up this thing because I used to dance, but not professionally. I did dance professionally. Actually, I am a dancer. Let's change the verbiage. I am a dancer. And when I was younger, I would do recitals and all the recitals, we had all these amazing costumes, the sequins, the, 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 what is it called? The spandex, the neon, all the different things, like the onesies, everything you can possibly imagine. We had it. We had the coolest costumes and I still dream about the costume box to this day, to the point where I have a, a friend of mine I used to dance with. Her name is Leanne and we used to go raid like the back the, there was a closet of all like costumes past and we would go raid them. And I actually think I probably still have a bunch of them somewhere at my house or my parents' house in Rhode Island. But anyway, I digress. So I want to talk about this, this fear mongler, this fear mongler and how it dresses up in different costumes to disguise itself. And one of the biggest disguises or one of the wildest disguises, one of the like most whatever disguises, most common disguises it likes to dress up as is perfectionism. Perfectionism is one of those things that if we cannot figure out how to really dissect the root of the problem or the root of where the fear is coming from, we will stay stuck forever because fear loves to keep us stuck. It loves to keep us second guessing ourselves. It loves to be in the driver's seat and have control over everything we're doing, everything we're thinking, everything we're saying. And so recently I actually put out in my email, if you're not on my email list, you should get on it. The three most common mental perpetrators of perfectionism are I'm scared to fail. I'm scared of being judged and I'm scared to lose control or not have control in some way, shape, or form. And I think so many people stop themselves from doing that thing that they want to do so very badly or something that's on their heart because of one of those three things. And the way it manifests, the way we say it then out loud, we turn it on ourselves. 
I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the skills. I don't have the equipment. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. I'll never. Who are you to think that thought? Who are you to do that thing? And what we have to realize is that's not your voice, that's fear's voice. And instead of staying in that conversation with fear, dressed up as perfectionism, we can demystify it. We can debunk it. We can call bullshit. We get to really interrogate the darkness of fear and what it might be doing to us or making us feel in any given moment. If we so choose, and if we can also choose bravery and love over fear. And here's what my three questions look like that have helped me when I am stuck in the I'm not good enough spiral. And remember, I'm not good enough can be I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not cool enough, I'm not popular enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not educated enough, I'm not fill in the blank. And for me, the three questions that can usually pull me out of this are what are the facts, whose voice is this actually, and who is this serving? What are the facts? Let's get back to the simplest form of the truth. Because my imagination loves to run away with me. I get on the pony to the badlands, as I like to say, and it will ride me all the way around all the different ways to the point where I actually look back at sometimes a story or situation or circumstance, and I can't extract the truth from the things I've made up, from the fake parts, from things that never actually happened, right? The truth from actuality, where's the validity? And that really helps me get to the purest form of the truth. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, I'll give you an example I can think about off the top of my head. I've looked out in my class at any given time and I've watched somebody and they look like they are having the worst time ever. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person hates me. I'm not good at what I do. I'm like such such a bad instructor, blah, blah, blah. My mind takes me to the badlands just because this person's not smiling or something or not making eye contact or whatever it is. Then lo and behold, this person will come up to me after class and say, oh my gosh, that was the best class ever. Your music's lit, whatever they say. And here I am creating this entire narrative, this entire anthology, quite frankly, (laughs) of all the reasons why this person can't stand me, thinks I'm horrible, I'm horrible. Do you see what I did there? Wild, what our imagination can do. So that first question, what are the facts? Get back to the simplest form of the truth. Number two, whose voice is this anyway? Now, I like to say, I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. So this might be something that when you kind of figure it out, you can't go there alone. But you can maybe discover it alone. Whose voice is this anyway? And this does look like going back to that situation or circumstance that may have happened to us along our journey in life and getting really crystal clear on the players, on what was going on. And then now how that's playing a role in keeping you stuck and keeping you attached and holding you back to that thing that is now almost become indoctrinated. It's become a dogma of how you prophesize over your life and it's become ingrained in your daily patterns and how you think about yourself day in and day out. This is one of those situations that you shouldn't go alone. It's like a bad neighborhood. You shouldn't go there alone. You may need to find help for this. This is not one that you can walk alone in and it feels much less scary if you have a friend holding your hand. I always think about when we would go to haunted houses a lot when we were younger, like in high school. I live in Massachusetts. So if you're tuning in from 
Boston or the East Coast, maybe you've gone to Factory of Terror in (laughs) Fall River. Like, I would not go there alone. So don't go to the deepest, darkest parts of your past alone. That's what I'm saying here. And three, I like to ask myself, who is this serving? Who's this serving? And I don't mean that from a selfish standpoint when you do something kind or whatever. Who is this serving? I mean, when you're talking particularly nasty to yourself and weaving these intricate, wild stories that are wicked and not helping you in any way, shape, or form show up how you want to show up in your life, who's that serving? It's kind of like your spiritual two by four or like somebody kind of like punching you on the shoulder, like, who's that servant? It's got a little more attitude to it, but ask yourself that. It's a great kind of stop you in your tracks moment of being like, wait a minute, pull it back. We can do better. We can say it better. We can think better. I can do better in this moment. This third question can also be a bonus, a 2.0, if you will, for my friends that might be struggling with a little bit of imposter syndrome, like that, who are you to do that thing? And the way this question can morph for imposter syndrome is, who is this serving? I.e., stop making it about you and think about whose life you could change through your storytelling or through you showing up bravely in this moment. And that could be like four years ago saying to myself, I'm going to do the damn thing. I'm going to create a podcast because even if I can create the ripple effect for one listener out there, for one person, isn't that really special? And the answer is, hell yeah, it is. This is really what I've been thinking about the last week or two. And I feel like it plays so well with all the things we've been talking about. And I know there's probably someone listening out there that wants to start a podcast so bad and they're letting All those reasons stop them, those fears dressed up as whatever they're dressing up as in the costume box. And if we just pause and give ourselves a moment to really dig a little deeper than that and say like, hey, what's really going on here? I guarantee that you might get to the bottom of it and you might be able to flip the narrative a little into why not me? Why not now? I can do this. I can totally start a podcast if I want to. And for those of you that that doesn't relate to at all, Maybe there's a different part of your life that you can insert the quote unquote podcast into and see if that gets you even 1% closer to whatever it is, that thing that you're aspiring to be and do in your life. And for my friends out there that might be rolling their eyes like, yeah, Mads, well, that's you. That's not me. I want to remind you that there have been countless, countless times that I have wanted to quit that I have not wanted to show up, that I thought about just bagging this and who cares, who's even listening anyway. It doesn't get as many downloads as selling so comparing myself. Again, my fear dressed up in a bright yellow spandex and sequin suit saying, you're not good enough. Who cares? Who do you think you are? No one's listening to you. Why do you think you're an expert in these things? And just shushing those voices, quite frankly, going back and asking myself some of those questions. And then somehow, some way, I always figured out how to come back to the mic and keep storytelling. So if you are sitting on a story, a situation, or something that's on your heart right now that you want to share, and maybe it's not a podcast, like I said, maybe it's something else. I want to encourage you to go out there and do that this week because by you showing up bravely in your life and doing the damn thing, you might show someone else that they can do it too. And that 
is the most full circle ripple effect moment that you can create on this earth. And not only is it really cool, but it's also really rewarding. If you have stuck around since the very inception, the very beginning, the first episode on November 15th, 2019, and you are still here, I am forever grateful for you. And I truly hope that these golden nuggets, these conversations, these stories have shined light into your world and maybe even inspired you, like I said, to take action in your own life of chasing down your dreams, crushing those lofty goals, and finding the joy and the love and all the chaos and everything along the way. I will never be able to say it enough times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your five-star reviews. Thank you for your written reviews, for commenting, all the sweet words, all the tags, all the shares, everything over the last four years. I say it all the time and I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. There is absolutely no me without you. Period, finito, full, stop. And so since the very beginning, I will leave you with these words. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.